today. I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, is not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of the man show. Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Feels good to be back in studio. For whatever reason, it just feels like it's been a while since we've recorded. It has been like nine days instead of seven. So, but on a percentage basis, that's a big change. It's a huge change. That's a that's a big delta. Yeah. Welcome to the Catholic Command Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles. Juan's not here, so we're going to blame him for all yeah. everything that happens this evening that goes wrong. Uh, we're just going to throw him under the bus. Just, like, really needlessly, honestly. Uh, uh, and throw it in reverse. Back it up. Yep. And then and then carry on. You know why? Because he can take it. He's a, he's a good man. He is. We have Jimbo Baggins with us this evening as well. Hey, Jim. Jim, Jim good to have you along for the ride. So, uh... Looking, hey Jim, you're looking good today. Looking good. I like the salmon color. It's a nice color on you. It's coral. Coral it really brings. I out think your I've eyes. actually we've actually already had this conversation. I got it wrong that that again, but whatever. So the uh, but is it coral? Does check the tag? Does that say coral? Does it really say coral? Jim, I, Jim, take your shirt off. To me, that looks. That's more of like <laughs> ag- it's like aggressive salmon. That's what I would call it. So the other the other day, uh, I had a dream. That we were oh, yeah. we were recording, and I don't normally remember most of my dreams, right? Okay. So we were recording the Catholic Man Show. Yeah. We were in the first segment. Like right now. Like like right now. Okay. And we had run out of things to say. <sighs> for the episode. That is too bad. And like I could tell, like based off of like your you know just reactions and like your you know mannerisms, like you don't have anything else. That's all I got. And I didn't have anything else, and I. So I, at that time, I go well. I guess this is the end. <laughs> and I just like put the headphones down and walked out of it's the studio. It's just a short episode today, guys. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll, just, we'll just run the first I segment actually, four times. I actually woke up a, like weirdly a little bit, a little bit in a panic. Like I was just <laughs> like, did that really happen? Did we really run out of things to it say? It's funny. Like sometimes you'll wake up from a dream like that laughing yeah. because of the absurdity of it. But then other times you wake up uh, perturbed. Yeah, you know, th- you know that you had to suffer through that whole thing. Such a an ordeal. This is the seventh year of the Catholic Mantra, though. Um, for those who are just tuning in, there's we're getting some new listeners. Uh, it's been fun to uh, have people reach out to us and uh, join us on Patreon, and then also just like reach out and say, "Hey, we just found your show." Uh, for those who are just now tuning in, Dave and I have been best friends since we've been five. Uh, we've grown up together. We've, been, we've gone to the same parish together. Uh, we've lived we've lived together out of college. Like we've done a lot of mm-hmm. stupid things together. A lot. We accidentally started Catholic radio stations together. Not on the stupid list. Not on the stupid list. Um, we've done a lot of things together, and so we. This is how kind of the show has started. Uh, but in in celebratory fashion, with it being a seventh year, we're going to have this evening a a malt that I have been wanting to ha- like try for over ten years, and have right. not done it. When we get to 50 year, our jubilee year. <laughs> jubilee year. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. <laughs> We're going to go all out. All right. <laughs> We're going to get like a bottle of whiskey for all of our patron members. Oh, I'm going to go change my glossy bag. 
Welcome back to the Catholic Old Man Show. <laughs> Dave, it's my turn to bring us in. For the man gear, we have Metamucil. <laughs> and prune juice. <laughs> People don't really talk about how virtuous your diet really can be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to have uh, the cigar, the Dalmore Cigar Malt. Cigar Malt. Reserve. This is a fantastic. I've had this whiskey before. You have? Yeah. Without me? Like where? You just weren't there. Or I didn't buy it, but I've had it before. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this look. Is I do fancy things sometimes without, without when, me when you're not looking. <laughs> uh, this is a about a hundred eighty dollar bottle of of scotch, which is why I've never tried it before. Uh, the the notes, which the box is just awesome. It has there are magnets, uh, uh, magnets on the lid. You don't even you can't even see them. The magnets are hidden, but when you close it, it just like, like, it like snaps shut. It's really great, and it's very satisfying. The aroma it says it's cinnamon, vanilla, and red fruits on the palate. Tropical mm. fruits, banana toffee, and vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Finishing notes are orange zest, dark chocolate, and crushed spices. I cannot wait. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Eu bensium Jesu. We're drinking out of our Catholic Metro and carrying whiskey glasses that mm. uh, are logos etched with lasers. Um, you can pick one of these up on our storefront, or if you support our show, go to patreon.com and we'll send you one. We will send you one. For free, as a thank you gift. Just because we're nice um okay so the, the, on the nose it is packed like there's a lot happening in the aromas yes double fist pumping yeah oh yes yeah this is like if you really like somebody you get in this bottle of Ooh, whiskey yes but only i mean only if you really like them they say it's uh Roughly, probably like a. It, this is a non-age limit uh, distinction, but they say it's no probably, age statement. Yeah, they say it's probably about a twelve to fifteen year. So oh, that is just melt in your mouth, just, mm, like butter. Yeah, it is so good. What do you think on the mm. yummy scale, Jim? Four eight nine. Four, four eight, eight nine. nine. I'm gonna translate that to four point eight nine. Just we have some consistency here instead of like. Is oh. that the second? Is that the second highest? Did we get a four? I think we had. We, we got a four point nine. We did we have a four point nine four? Something like that. I mean, yeah. We had something that was astronomically high. I so, don't. I don't remember what it was. So I got to tell you the story. Okay. I don't tell very many stories about my my uh, I also second. A, I also have a story when you're uh, second oldest or second youngest son Leo. He's three years old. Don't you're, tell a lot of stories. He would be your third youngest. Oh, second youngest. youngest. You're going backwards. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. I'm, All right. Yeah. You can do it that way. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but he is turning into one of probably my the funniest kids that I have. Okay. Uh, incredible balance. The kid has incredible he does. balance. No, I remember he was like four months old on a scooter. Yeah. I'm, I mean, not not really, but uh, he's three years old right now. He rides a bike without training wheels. Uh, for the last like year, he's been right. He has but been right. Honestly, like, when scooter. he was two and a half, he was pushing around a razor scooter, you know, full what, blast. Right. Kid has incredible balance. Loves to go fast. My three year old doesn't even want to touch the balance bike. Mm. He's also like girthy, mm-hmm. harder to balance the girth. Sure. But that's just an excuse, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> Leo is he's he's got some he's got some balance. He's got some athleticism which, which in him. In turn, bring breeds confidence. Sometimes yeah. would say some some would say maybe overconfidence. Some okay. Well, some might say that. So we came in one. Can't control what some might. He say. came in one day. Uh, Haley and I were sitting down at the kitchen table. He walks in from outside. And he goes, "I want to get a dangerous motorcycle." Yes. And of course, my wife just melts like you know in absolutely not fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he realizes like he's seen like the the hot wheel ones that go slow he wants to go fast yeah he's, of course. it's like calm down ricky bobby uh but he wants to go fast well one of our neighbor kids has one of those little dirt bikes you know the the mini dirt bikes but they're gas powered they like go like a mini bike like a mini bike yeah so he saw one of those and that's what i think he came in and said like i want to i want to go i want to get a dangerous he saw it and said that thing is dangerous i want to I get a dangerous one and we said well you can absolutely not under any circumstance get on that bike you were three years old. Yeah. 
one of the things about like a three-year-old being able to ride a bike is like it's really cool it's fun but he's also three so like the same Des- decision making has not caught up right so it's with like ability making right exactly so it's like 11 year old being able to drive a car it's like okay that's great that you can drive a car how, but, ad- how advanced of you right but you, that is not a good thing in other ways right yeah. so the other day we're uh, Haley's outside all the kids are outside the bike is on the kickstand started Leo looks at it beelines over there jumps on it kicks the stand revs it up goes flying down the sidewalk snakes through multiple uh cars comes back around hits the brakes right in front of mom who's been screaming this whole time stops in the stud like evil knievel style like Like kind of like with a bounce like with a yeah uh and looks and of course she is freaking out because her three-year-old just took a gas-powered motorbike all the way down the sidewalk and around cars uh, for his very first time to ever do it, parked cars, parked cars, parked cars, parked right. cars. That's a, that's a good distinction. Good distinction. Uh, and of course he is getting in trouble. Like this is like you know because he, he knew because he knew. But I could just tell he was going. It's worth it. It was worth it. So worth it. it that day. was worth it. I'd do it again. <laughs> Three-year-old driving down dirt bike. Uh, coming back, realizing he was going to get in trouble, but was willing to do it. So, I don't know. This, I, I pray that this is not a foreshadowing. Are you vain glorifying that this story? Uh, part of me, like, you know, it's like, dang it, I got to get you, like, you were in trouble, but then also kind of like... You stu- but also like a little bit proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> Son, that was awesome. That was awesome. Now get over here because you're going to be in trouble. Now, I won't admit that to you for at least another 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but... <laughs> wouldn't it be nice right after you get up and you say your prayers in the morning you could check your phone and get caught up on all things that are happening in the catholic world that's exactly what getthelope.com does go to getthelope.com make sure you let them know that we sent you it's a really easy way to help support the catholic man show because the more people we send to getthelope.com for a free email it's the only email that dave ever reads but by signing up for their email, you're also supporting us because they're supporting our show. This episode is brought to you by GetTheLoop.com. Again, it's the place to go to get daily emails that recap all the big issues from a Catholic perspective. Go to GetTheLoop.com. Make sure you tell them the Catholic Man Show sent you. Cheers. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. David Niles here with Adam Minahan, Jimbo Baggins. My Iva story is not nearly as cool as your story. I've been doing something new. Okay. I've been on the new legume cleanse. Have you heard about this? Mm. Basically, I'm eating nothing but baked beans for 40 days. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I gave it a shot. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that? <laughs> I love baked beans. <laughs> but can you only eating baked beans for 40 days? They're the worst. Uh, there are just so many ridiculous... There's a cleanse out there... For everything. ...that I am convinced they are as scientific as the one I just made up. <laughs> On the spot? Like, somebody out there is going, you know what, let's really mess with people. All you can eat are bananas. Juiced cucumbers. Juiced cucumbers. <laughs> because they're the same shape. Right. That's why they're, that's why they're, they work for the cleanse, because they're in the same category. Dude, we have a big announcement. Do you? No, we. Oh, we do? Yeah, the Catholic Man Show. What is it? You know how we're going on that pilgrimage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do have a big announcement. Mr. Kevin Jim- Bacon. <laughs> no, no. Not too soon? No, oh, too no okay. Too, okay, too never soon. mind. Mr. Jimbo Baggins himself. Jim Spencer and wife, Kathy. Way cooler than Jim. She's uh, definitely, I mean... She can do many things. They're coming on. Too. They're coming on the pilgrimage. They'll be there if you want to meet 
the G- one and the only Jimbo Baggins. Gym. Obviously, we're going to the Middle East. We had to bring our bodyguard. So right, naturally, we're making him pay. But <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I'm so excited you're coming. I cannot wait for you to come. This is gonna be great. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, and there, uh, uh, signups are happening right now. We we have people signing yeah. up. And so uh, go to selectinternationaltours.com slash the Catholic Command Show. If you want to come to the Holy Land with us right after Easter next year, uh, Select International Tours, we went... Can we, we announce who the priest, who our chaplain is No, we cannot yet. We cannot announce We cannot that. yet. We have a chaplain. He's, he's awesome. Cannot wait, but... Just I, waiting on approval before we can announce it. Right. But it's going to happen. So one of the things Jim asked me before he signed up, and I don't think Jim will mind if I, if I tell this, because I think it will be beneficial... How much he makes before taxes every yeah, year? Yeah, well, I, we, t- we actually talk about that a lot. I'm his financial <laughs> advisor. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not zero. You got that part-time gig, Jim. <laughs> you know, that thing that where the people actually pay you? Not here. <laughs> but he was asking me, like, what is the, like, mobility-wise? Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, what's that going to be like in the Holy Land? Now, I've never been to the Holy Land, but from what... I've had many, many, many people tell us that the whole our Holy Land trip is very um, it's it's very friendly to all ability levels because in almost all cases we'll be able to drive the bus right up to the place we're going. Mm. Okay, uh, very different from Rome, for instance, is not going to be always that way. Um, even Ireland, there were a few places where um, you know we went up to like uh, the Saint Kevin's um, monastery. Yeah. yeah. Um, Glendalock. Glendalock. You, the bus was too big. It would, we couldn't turn it around once you got up there, right? So we actually had to walk up a pretty steep hill, a couple hundred yards, you know, and that was it. Was fine. It was raining, but um, I think you're thinking, yeah. Never mind. I thought you were thinking of Cliffs of Moher, but I think you're right. No, it was it was Glendalock. Yeah. I mean, for the, mostly Gen- Ireland was. That's where I uh, was just totally fine, but I fed a deer from my hand. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was crazy. That was crazy. It was. I have a picture of it, In too. a cemetery. Yeah, in a cemetery. Like the oldest cemetery I'd ever been in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I actually have a video of it, I think. Uh, we told my kids that I was going to go and he- head- put it in a headlock. The deer? The deer. That would have been a much better video. <laughs> they were so disappointed whenever that didn't happen. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, if that's something that you think, oh, I'm not going to go to the Holy Land. No, 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 you should come because... Um, it's it will work out great. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are, uh, this is not just for men. This is for couples. Good distinction. This yes. is for even like uh, ladies groups. If you want to come with us, like come on, l- look. If you want to go to the Holy Land and have fun, that's right. what we're gonna do. Uh, we we like to pray and party. Yes. So, if that sounds cool to you, you yeah, should come to. Oh, oh, Jim's gonna Jim. renew his wedding vows. I'm gonna do uh, that. All of us that are married. I'm gonna yeah. do that. I'm bringing my wife. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I, I, I want to do that. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. <laughs> so anyway, oh, man, and I should be done with my baked bean cleanse. By the <laughs> by time time, so. Good, good, <laughs> good, good, good. Okay, uh, that just—I'm just really tickled about the baked bean. I can cleanse. tell. It's just, I, that, I think it's everybody just, can. It's just funny. Well, it is just funny. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I don't know, man. There's a lot of things that've been going on. I went Dude, to you know what you know what's been going on lately? Scams. The are like the the scams are crazy. I got a, a phone call from PSO this week. It said PSO on my caller ID. I don't yeah. even have caller ID, so the fact that it said PSO on it was like. Was it the Nigerian king? It, no, it wasn't. But it was a dude who was like he said he said he knew my name and my address, and he was telling me like, oh, we have to get you. We have a new payment system and we need to get you updated on the new payment system and uh so that we can prevent a a disconnect of your service today this is the electric company and i said wait a second can you run that by me one more time and he did and i said let let me see if i understand let me sum up even though i paid my bill you're gonna turn off my power today because you guys decided to get a new system and he was like, um, I understand, sir. It's our problem, not yours, but we do need to get you on the new system. Let me transfer you to our, our customer service manager. So they put me on with some other dude. And the dude, that dude said the same thing. And I said, look, man, uh, I'm in the car right now. 
when I get home, I'll log on and I'll handle it from there. And he goes, yes, sir, but we need you to do this from your own device. So let me know when you have your payment app open and we can. <laughs> and, and it was like, what? And then he said, he upped the ante. He said, yes, sir, if we can't get you onto the new system, you're scheduled to have your power turned off in the next 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, sir, you know what? And I told him, I don't believe you. And as soon as I said that, he hung up the phone. <laughs> so it's just like, gah, those guys, like, I was talking to Juan about this today because he also, he got hacked. Like, all of his stuff got hacked today. Mm. Like, his credit cards. He's getting ready to, like, take a trip and terrible, terrible stuff. Mm. I was telling him, I think scammers are worse than murderers. Well, Dante sure thinks so. Yes, that's right. In fact, I, I told that to him, too. Like, Dante puts fraud as the lowest, the lowest circle of hell. So murderers are... Not nearly. Till of the Hun is at a higher yeah, level. Till of the Hun is actually like kind of at the like topper echelon of still hell. Still absolutely S- terrible. Still in hell. Yeah. Let's be clear. Yeah. Definitely in hell. Right. And in like a river, he like is up to his neck in a river of boiling blood. Which is not fun. In the book. Could not, could not be fun. Doesn't sound fun. But not nearly the like the depths of hell as fraud. Right. And I, it's like, and I, I feel like these scammers it's worse than murder like murder is typically a crime of passion you like it's vengeance or passion or something and you probably regret it later on you know and it wasn't ever like you would have never called it like that was a success today i did i really you didn't go home at the end of the day like that was really good i had a really great day uh you know achieved achieved a lot of goals but that's what the scammers do the more they can rip you off, they, they count it as a success, right? And it's a win for them. And it's so incredibly disordered. It just drives me crazy. I just had to get that off my chest because... I knew we weren't going to be able to get this episode through without, oh. without you talking about that. So Well, it just happened to me and I'm really... You know what? Frazzled. And you know I don't use that word frazzled very much. You know much. I don't say frazzled. <laughs> I blew the opportunity though. I wish I could go back. So you could have met. Yeah, you can mess said, with them. Like when they were saying stuff, it's like, okay, uh, wait, okay, yep, I'm almost there. Uh, I just let me let okay, me put you on hold. He, here's the thing: um, at the end of your life, you will have to give an account for everything you've done, sir. And I want you to look at take a heart. You know, you have to like get it in real fast before they hang up on you. But I wanted that's what I wanted to do oh, is say it. like, sir, at the end of your life, you're gonna have to you will have to give an account for everything that you have done. And I want you to really think about the life choices you're making Look right now. Look at yourself in the mirror right now. Right. And you hate yourself. Because I do. <laughs> I love you. But I hate your choices. And, and I, feel, I feel a lot of bad feelings for you also. And I also want to see you in heaven. Yes. Once you've repented. <laughs> so much repentance. <laughs> anyway. That's not what we're talking about today. Today okay. we're talking about vainglory. <sighs> and the daughters of vainglory. There's more daughters. Jim, you know, (laughs) I don't think that St. Thomas has a very high view of daughters. (laughs) And I have four of them. I don't have seven yet, but I do have four and I think they're lovely. They're beautiful. I mean, just daughters in general, right? Mm -hmm. St. Thomas, I'm, you know, kind of stabbing, taking a stab in the dark here, but it seems like between the daughters of lust the daughters of of wrath, today the daughters of vainglory. Don't forget about gluttony. The daughters of gluttony. Uh, it seems like he did not have a particularly high view of daughters. I don't think that's it. I think that's a swing and a miss. I hope that's I hope that's the case. But anyway, so let's let. Oh, I was about to say. So let's start out with the definition. We'll do that on the other side of the break. Okay. We have to take a commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. We are also a radio show. We're on Catholic Radio. Support your Catholic, your local Catholic radio station. Catholic Radio is a great way to evangelize and spread the good news of Jesus Christ to all of those who may accidentally or providentially, whichever we want to say, run into, like, stumble upon the radio stumble station. Stumble across it and get yeah. accidentally addicted. Support your Catholic radio station. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Listen, I know this is going to be a tough sell for you guys. But humor me here. This October, hundreds of Catholic men gathered together from around the world 
at Estes Park, Colorado. Beautiful Estes Park, Colorado in October. It's going to be gorgeous for a five-day adventure dedicated to helping everybody build a better prayer life, forming up virtue and a life beyond Exodus 90, and having brotherly fellowship, getting to know one another, most likely over a pint. Join us, exodus90.com slash the summit. We're going to be there. Dave and I, we're going to be giving a talk. We'll have a live Catholic Man Show episode there. Join us, exodus90.com slash summit. One other thing I do want to plug before we start Seven Daughters of Bane Glory is Totus Tuus. If your kids uh, are of age and you have Totus Tuus in your diocese, I highly recommend you have them partake in Totus Tuus. My kids just went through Totus Tuus this week. Uh, Luke, uh, it was really really great for them. Uh, It was funny. It is is a great program. Also... If you have a college kid who um, loves their yes. faith and they need a good uh, col- like summer job, mm-hmm. totus to us. Is totus to us. Um, so my wife did. She did totus to us when she was in college, mm-hmm. and I can just tell you that um, the formation that being a, a teacher had on her mm-hmm. has done wonders for our home life. Like there are a lot of traditions and things that we do in our family that come from. Her experiencing those things in totus tuus as an instructor, multiple priests in our diocese. Yes, I, I. In fact, I've wondered that. How many priests in our diocese were went as were also totus tuus instructors, multiple. and and I think was probably pivotal in them discerning their their vocation. Yeah. Um. So totus tuus, check it out. Yeah. Uh, Tulsa also has the largest totus tuus program in the nation, maybe the world. Uh, possibly the world. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, so science hasn't figured that out yet. No. Yeah, something science doesn't know. Uh, but, but it's working uh, on Another it. reason why Tulsa is just a, f- a phenomenal place Tulsa's great. to raise uh, if you're a Catholic, Catholic family. If you're Catholic, you should come to Tulsa. Okay, so we're talking about seven daughters of vainglory uh, before the break. I said, Dave, we should start out with definitions. Yeah. I know, I know you. You really like definitions. That's right. So why don't you hit us up with the first? Like, so what bef- is before vainglory? we define vainglory, let's define glory, okay? So that we can say what vain glory is, okay? So uh, glory. Uh, this is all according to Saint Thomas. Everything we're going to be discussing today comes from Saint Thomas Aquinas. I like that. Um, guy. The word glory properly denotes that somebody's good is known and approved by many. Okay, so so it has to be approved by people. Yes. Um, even if it's and he goes into it's like oh and maybe even it's not many maybe it's just you maybe you're the only one who knows the good and it's that's oh, so it it's, have to be and that's enough by many it says well, many. It, it denotes that somebody's good it doesn't require it but it like kind of implies so he goes on to he goes on to clarify that um he says uh, but if we take the word glory in a broader sense, it not only consists in the knowledge of many, but also in the knowledge of few, or of one, or of oneself alone, as when one considers one's own good as being worthy of praise. Uh, we're going to have Father Bonaventure Chapman on uh, next week. Yeah, that's uh, good. I'm excited about a, that. Yeah, who's a, a wonderful Dominican, just got his doctorate, uh, his PhD from Catholic University. Doctor Father. Doctor Father. Father Doctor. Um, yeah, which one is first? We'll but, find out. We'll find uh, out. I want to ask him this because, like, why even say this seems um, a little superfluous here? Yeah, um, he's taking two different senses of the word glory. That's what he's saying. But if we, he says, but if we take the word glory in a broader sense, it can be even if just you know about the good of your own, like a good that you possess, mm-hmm. that that might be glorious, um, and so. Then he asks the question, is it sinful to, um, I don't want to use the word revel, but to appreciate your own goodness, a good that you possess? And he says, no. He says, it is not a sin to know and approve one's own good, um, but the desire for empty or vain glory does denote a sin. So this is the example of like humility, right, is the recognition of yourself as as one truly is. Right. right? Yeah, Seeing reality yeah, exactly. for what it truly is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, an accurate uh, assessment of yourself. 
not an overinflated one, not an underinflated one, because that would be false humility. Mm-hmm. Um, just, but simply the reality of who you are in your strengths and in your weaknesses, and of course with the recognition of where those strengths come from. God. Okay, so all of your strengths are gift from God. Your weaknesses, you can, you do get to own those yourself. Congratulations. Um, that's humility. But to deny those strengths is not humility. Okay, it's like, oh, I'm the worst. Blah, blah. No, that's that's stupid. You're not the worst. There's probably a lot worse people than you. Okay, I mean, maybe there aren't. Maybe you are. In fact, somebody the has worst. to be last. Somebody does have to be the. But that's like a continuous flux, right? There's just people being born, getting better, getting worse all the time. So you don't know. And if you are the worst person in the world, you probably think that you're not. You probably think that you're like you're awesome. You know what I mean? So anyway. A lot of opportunity there. A lot of opportunity. A lot of competition, I think, in the world for who's the worst person. <laughs> Sadly, I think a lot more competition there than who's the best person. Hmm. A lot of fewer, I think fewer people run in that race, if you know what I mean. So um, how do you know if your glory is vain? He says, well, good question. Glory may be called vain in three ways. <laughs> uh, first, well, there's three schools of thought. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> And each school of thought has four distinctions. Uh, first, but the second of the third—that's where the, the second part of the second part. <laughs> yeah. So the first way that glory can be called vain is on the part of the thing for which one seeks glory. So, um, for instance, are you seeking the actual action? Right. Yeah. The thing that you're wanting to be praised for—is it actually a good thing? Okay. The second way is on the part of him from whom you seek glory. Okay, so the person that sees you doing it and, right. and so like it's and he says, for instance, a man whose judgment is uncertain. Maybe maybe the person that you're seeking praise from is just not a good good judge of good and bad. Right? Okay. And so that that might not be true that might not be real glory because Oh, do you think that's what he means by this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So the person the person you're like seeking praise from, they're not a good judge of character. So so they might oh. be praising you for something that's not actually the right thing. See, I thought it was for the like I thought when when you're saying when you're reading this, like I thought it was that I'm going to do this thing for glory so that I get praise from this person. Yeah, but uh, not so, necessarily like for the intention itself like like so the first part is like for the intention itself. Yeah, right, for the, the act itself. For the act itself. And the second part is like to receive praise from others. That's at least the, the how I... No, no, no. So it's good to receive praise from others for good reasons. Okay, so the I think the clarifying thing is, he actually says, second, on the part of him from whom we seek glory, for instance, a man whose judgment is uncertain. Okay, so if the man is not decisive, if he's not clear uh, of a clear mind, then he, he's not going to be... Then the glory you receive is uncertain. Also, okay? it just seems like that it's an imperfect uh, act for you to do something uh, for the end of being praised. Right, but being praised for praiseworthy things. But if the intention is to be praised, yeah, like, but again, I think that's a very imperfect thing to do, right? So, like, you know, but I don't think that you're doing it simply to be praised. He's saying he's just saying that um, it, it's vain. Okay, so it's it's just it's kind of hollow because you, he's not saying that you're doing it simply to be praised. But if you're receiving praise from somebody whose judgment is uncertain, then it's it's not uh, it's got a disorder in it. Okay, it's not like it's sinful. It's not like he's just saying that glory could be vain in three ways. Okay, okay, so they're of different. There are different characters here, okay? Uh, yeah, I and it's and that. it's not not, ser- not saying that oh it's sinful if an un judgment uh, a person with uncertain judgment is praising you. It's like well, just don't don't reckon it as glory, okay? Okay. And then the third is on the part of the man himself who seeks glory. So he says for that he does not refer the desire of his own glory as a due end. See, so, so this that's what is, you're talking about. Yeah, so I think that he's thinking. I think he's saying that also for the other person. Yeah, so this is where you're seeking glory for glory's sake, and and you're you're um, doing it in order to 
you're you should be giving the glory to God, right? Which would also be glorious, a glorious thing to do. Okay. So the thing is, when you receive glory, if you reckon yourself the source of the glorious action, that's where the disorder is. Okay. When you when you point the glory that you receive to God, you don't lessen your own glory. Okay, you just order it properly. In fact, in fact, you very, you very, you very, you verily increase your glory. It's almost like uh, your actions magnify the. That's Lord. right. Indeed, that is what it's like. You should write that down. So anyway, those I, are the I three ways. Luke, I think Luke already did that. <laughs> those are the three ways, and it's like it makes sense. Okay, the thing, the person from whom you're receiving glory, and then the person who is receiving glory. Those are the three ways that your glory could be vain or disordered, right? And it doesn't mean that it's necessarily sinful, but maybe it is. doesn't mean that it's not sinful. It's just saying it's vain glory. could be vain. I thought this whole episode was about you. <laughs> you probably think that this episode's about you. You're so vain. Okay, so with that out of the way... Let's move on to the daughters. His wretched daughters. Uh, okay. So, this is um, from the question. I forgot to write down the number again. But I'm sure it's the second part of the second part. I would bet $20 it's from the second part of the second part. Because it's always from the second part of the second part. <laughs> Fifth article, whether the daughters of vainglory are suitably reckoned to be disobedience, boastfulness, hypocrisy, contention, obstinacy, discord, and love of novelties. Which one strikes? Like, which one do you really like? I want to talk about. Which one is like, wow. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Well, we're going to talk about all of them. We'll see. We will. We'll be right back. We are going to the Holy Land, and we want you to come with us. Next year, during the Easter octave, from April 3rd to the 14th, 2024, for 12 days, we will be in the Holy Land, and we would love for you and your wife and your family to come with us. We're only going to take one bus. A lot of pilgrimages take multiple buses, but we want this to be an intimate uh, opportunity for us to pray together, to eat together, to drink together, to have fun, but also to grow closer to our Lord. So check out selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. Sign up today. Again, we're only going to take one bus, so it will fill up. Selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. We look forward to seeing you there. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Dave Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about the seven daughters of Bane Glory. I just read them right before the break, but I'll read them again. He's asking the question, he being St. Thomas Aquinas, whether the daughters of Bane Glory are suitably reckoned to be disobedience, boastfulness, hypocrisy, contention, obstinacy, discord, and love of novelties. My favorite one i think you were asking me is love of novelties just because mm-hmm. it's like oh how interesting what what a novel thing to say yes and when we get into it it seems like, like i really like it don't love it but like it mm, yeah you probably would uh i mean i think one does is that eros yeah <laughs> everything is eros <laughs> even storga is eros <laughs> agape eros <laughs> Philius. Eros. Let that sink in. <laughs> okay. So, um, he is saying that, uh, I'll, I'll just use his own words. He says, Now the end of vainglory is the manifestation of one's own excellence. And to this end, a man may tend in two ways. Okay, so may these... May tend? May tend. Okay. So he's saying that the, these daughters, they fall into two categories. Okay. Only two. In the past, it's been more than that. Mm. And each category was subdivided. Like when we did uh, the Daughters of Wrath, 
It's had a couple yeah, sub, subcategories. A, B. Subvices. Yeah. Okay. So um, he says, in one way, directly. So that's one category. So <laughs> it, can, it can be directly, either by words or his boasting. And that's boasting. So if you use words for your vainglory, you're boasting. I think everybody gets that. I think this is a very common form of vainglory when you brag about yourself, okay? Or by deeds. Now, deeds does, is he's going to subdivide deeds here, okay? He should. As one does. He says, if the deeds be true and call for astonishment, then the, the daughter is love of novelties, so that's that's what he says, love of novelties, where if you're like showing off, okay, look at what I can do. I can... I'm ambidextrous. I can pop a wheelie. I can take a little mini dirt bike down the road at exactly. two years old, three years yeah, old. Yeah, but he wasn't doing that for his, to show off. He just wanted to that's, do it. See, you know, it was a very pure thing me. because he wanted to do it for the goodness of itself, okay? <laughs> the goodness of, of the bike, of the ride. That was it. That's why I, f- I think he was satisfied even getting in trouble <laughs> because his object was oriented towards the good. It's very philosophical of him. We're all very proud of him, <laughs> even though it was disobedient, which <laughs> actually is one of the daughters <laughs> that is of vain, vain glory. glory. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't so great. But, <laughs> but he'll come around. He's only three. Okay, so, yeah, if you're, like, popping a wheelie or something, you're like, hey, look what I can do. And it's a real thing that you can do, okay? But um, it's not, it, it's still vain glory, right? It's, it's not real glory because it's not oriented towards God. It's oriented towards yourself. And that's the key, that's the key distinction here. Okay, any questions? I think I have any questions. I think, I think that, that seems... I mean, obviously, it, it, like anytime you talk about morality and talk about uh, you know moral ethics, intent matters, right? And so this is why I was trying to yeah. push on you at the be- at on the other side of the break because I wanted to understand exactly what you meant by it, like with being vainglory, the action itself, the people around you who comment, or for your own enjoyment or for yeah. your own, for your own sake. Yeah, so because of the intent matters. I think that there is a way where you could do something for the glory itself. Okay, and I'm talking about in I have in mind here the corporal works of mercy. Okay, so when a Christian decides out of out of love for Christ to store up treasures in heaven. Okay, and to um, to do good works and to be merciful. Those are things he's doing for the glory of you know, of themselves. He doesn't, in this case, it's not glory in this life, okay? It's glory in the next, which is always properly oriented when we do things. I, mean, I work for the church. I'm banking on the retirement plan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you need I, it. I hear the retirement plan is out of this world. And you'll probably die, like, early I mean, because you can't church. afford anything else. <laughs> can't afford to, like, go to the doctor or something. I That's don't know. not true. We have great health insurance. That's true. Actually, here at the Diocese of Tulsa in Eastern Oklahoma. Great health insurance. It does seem like we do. But anyway, it's just a joke. Yeah. Um, so that's what, I, when, I th- when I'm talking about, like, you can do things for the glory themselves, that's what I have in mind, which is different from a selfish, a selfish seeking glory, okay. where, where I am the one being glorified, because ultimately, when you're, storing up treasure in heaven, you're, you're seeking to glorify Christ, right? And that's, that's the big distinction. Now, you're still doing it for the glory itself, but it's not your own glory. It's Christ's glory. So it's not so much that you're doing something for glory, but it's for whose glory? It's like you, you no longer live for yourself, but Christ lives within you. Yeah, you should write that down. That is, a, that is a moving. Just, oh. kill, just killing it over here. I need to... You need to take a second and just... That was amazing, Adam. Thank you. So, does that make sense? Do, do you think that's a good clarification? Yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, when I read when I read the, the Seven Daughters, the Love of Novelty also was one that I was like, ooh, what is that one Interested about? about, yeah. And right. then, like, now I'm not very interested about it at all. 
Okay. It was like it. It was. Well, it's, it's kind of a flop. It's, it's interesting because when you read when you when I when, you, when I hear the word disobedience, boastfulness, hypocrisy, all these other ones, like I know what those are. The love of novelties. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like my curiosity. I, oh, it's like oh. It's, it's kind of a novelty in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. You know? Ironic. So, um, so the first way was directly. These the, those things were all fall into the uh, direct category. direct category. Uh, in another way, a man strives to make his make known his excellence by showing that he is not inferior to another. And this is done in four ways. So these, and when he says four ways, it's not categories. These are just the other. We did three of them already. Now we're going to do the other four. So wait, okay, so the direct one, uh, direct was boasting, deeds, and uh, love of novelties. So these are things that I'm putting out. I'm actually doing. So these other ones are are indirect because I'm showing I'm not inferior to someone else. It's not like, oh, look what I can do. So this, so the first part is oriented towards the act. The second part is oriented towards the people around you. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Yeah, because in those first three, you're showing off, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. That's a direct glory I'm, I'm, on I'm, the act. Right. It, the other ones now are saying, well, I'm no worse than him. He's not better than me. I get as much glory as mm-hmm. him. So there's the comparison aspect, which yeah. we are so bad at, like... Dude, I am not. I am so much better at this than everybody else. Well, that's like, debatable. Like, I, this is something I don't like. When I look at other people, I'm well, like, "Wow, you really struggle with well, that," and two, I don't. There's two schools of thought here. <laughs> okay, so the first, as regards the intellect, so this is probably going to be your favorite, Adam. Uh, we have obstinacy, obstinacy, by which a man is too much attached to his own opinion. <laughs> I just said that because it's the intellectual part, and I know you like the intellectual life while I'm over here just having one. And, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, if, if you're trying to show that I'm not any, my intellect is no worse than anybody else, you're going to be obstinate, right? I'm too attached to my own opinions. And you won't. You're unwilling to believe that another that another another's opinion is better. This is something that I think that uh, the academia world, like this, would be something I could see if I worked in the academia world. Like if I worked as a professor, or I, uh, you know, or if I was, I don't know, some somebody, you know, some kind of doctorate or something like that. This is this would be something that would be very difficult, right? Because yeah. you study something, you're an expert in a specific field. Somebody else comes in and they say something. And we we've seen this uh, even in the medical field, right? Like you study medicine your whole life, right? And and you're saying X, and then somebody else who's never studied medicine before in their life, we're like, they're like, well, this doesn't make sense. Why does yeah. it? Why are you doing that? And you're like, I'm not even listening to you. Listen, I've been at the medical medical school. Right. People like, people are so concerned about their own reputation. They're afraid that their reputation is going to be tarnished if uh, somebody has a fair critique of what they're, you know, which is just not true. Just not true, you know. So what he's doing here on these in, uh, indirect ones is he's saying there's an intellect, a will, speech, and deeds. So we're going to get back to speech and deeds again. Okay, so the, the, there's, he said he's broken up into four ways. Those ways are intellect, in, intellect which is obstinacy. Will. Now we're going to talk about the will. Then we're, it's uh, speech and then deeds. So as okay. regards to the will, we have discord whereby man is unwilling to give up his own will and agree with others. So it's very similar to obstinacy, um, except it's not opinions. It's just like my will. I don't want to do that. Well, I want to do what I want to do. Well, and this is this is what you see on Twitter all the time, right? Like, Or like you know, social media in general. There's an argument that's put forth. They're sitting there arguing about it. It's very clear one person has won this, this discussion in this discord. And one person is just entrenched. And they just like... But on on Twitter, it's probably more obstinacy than it is um, can Discord, because with Discord we're talking about the will, well, whereas whereas obstinacy is about opinions. And on typically on Twitter, people are discussing opinions more than like action, or you know, it's like I'm just not willing to do the thing that you're wanting me to do. You know, I think oh, okay. you know if, if you're on that. a hike, yeah, yeah, I think we should go left. No, I think we should go right. You know, they're similar in that. Your will is informed by your opinions, right? But one is on deeds, whereas one is on opinions. Okay, my understanding. Yeah, okay, I understand. I thought, 
Well, we'll talk about it. Actually, we're going to get back to deeds again, but... Okay, well, we're out of time on Catholic Radio. Go check us out on the podcast, thecatholicmanshow.com. You can subscribe to all of the uh, our podcasts. We have over 350-some-odd episodes. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. So my, my thought was there... So when I said at, deeds there... Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose my train of thought. Okay. So uh, my thought there was that intellectually they have like realized no my opinion is not right yet their will is not willing to move like you know like intellectually they've come to the conclusion like i'm not right but their will has uh like over like uh overpowered their intellect so to speak or or whatever yeah, yeah so i think that obstinacy and discord they're definitely they're definitely sisters, right? They're heavily related. Well, well uh, all, all of, of them all are. of them are sisters, but I think that these two are, you know, very th- these two are like fraternal twins. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? That you yeah, see no, it? yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, how do you how do you separate the will and the intellect? They're separate capacities. You know, these are s- separate powers, powers that right. we had that the human person possesses. But the will is informed by the intellect, right? Right. Okay, and, and the so, intellect by reason. Okay, so but, um, I think on Twitter most of the time you're talking about opinions, and he specifically says with obstinacy. So as regards the intellect, we have obstinacy by which a man is too much attached to his own uh, own opinions, being unwilling to believe that another's is better than his own. See, uh, that's different though, is because like. Uh, Intellectually, they still think they're right, mm-hmm. even though they're wrong. Like they're intellectually. Yeah, oh, okay, so yeah, you're talking about when someone is aware that I am wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but they're okay. I see. I see that point. But they're not willing. Now to... Now it's their will, right? They're yeah. not willing to intellectually is not the problem. It's that's what that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I I agree. I see. I see the, I see the distinction. That's at least that was my understanding. That's very good. Listen, I, this is your topic. I have not had a chance to. No, no, no. I'm glad you clarified because at first I didn't think, I didn't see quite what you meant. But I see it more fully. I can see clearly now. The, the well, ra- the rain has gone. The rain is gone. Yeah. Okay. So um, then, with will, we have discord, whereby a man is unwilling to give up his own will and agree with others. Um, thirdly, as regards speech, and then we have contention, whereby a man quarrels noisily with another. So this one is harder for me to like come up with a good example, I guess, if you're just quarreling. Once again... Well, let me give you a perfect example. Twitter. Let me give you a perfect example. Okay. Juan and I one night spent three hours discussing what a continent it was oh, yeah. and how many continents there actually are in the world. He's really attached to the five model. Five the, continent the, model. The five continent model, which he was raised on. He's, he's Wrongly. He's... Uh, Absurdly attached to the five continent model. But we spent three hours. Do not. If you have the pleasure of meeting our dear friend Juan Posada, do not ask him how many continents there are because it will not be a pleasure. It will not, no longer be a pleasant experience for you. <laughs> or anybody. Or anybody. And he will not back down. No. Uh, but that's the one thing about our friend Juan. He doesn't back down. No. Which has he's like fir- Tom Petty in this a- aspect. Like he no, just won't, I won't back I won't, down. I won't back down. Yeah. No, I won't. Yeah, back down. Um, man, we have had <laughs> <We're> oh. like <laughs> <laughs> feel like we're hitting out of the park. <laughs> um, so anyway, like I, but at some point, like we just I realized because we were literally were arguing for three hours about this. I remember. Uh. Because you you left, I left, and then came back, and you were like, "What? You guys are still talking about this?" I will slap you both in the face. Um, but with, at some point, we were just strong we were just quarreling. I think just for the sake of quarreling, right? Well, it's like, I mean, we the, were just the, like, well, the thing is, there are seven continents. <laughs> okay, that's just a reality. <laughs> and, but, who, but who makes? Never mind. So like. like I think Juan is in the wrong here, and we said we were going to throw him under the bus when we started this episode. You know what we did, and yeah. so. Like, we would be men of I, our I'm word. Just, I'm just trying to make a, chivalrous. I'm just trying to make an argument from your perspective because obviously I agree that there are seven continents. Out of charity, you want his mind and his thinking to be in accord with reality. Yeah, with reality. So it was out only out of charity 
that you continued to argue <laughs> senselessly <laughs> for three hours. That's would, obviously not true. Would, would, would that be an example, though? I think it, I think it could be. It's, yeah, I mean, because once again, we're talking about the indirect. We had the direct, mm-hmm. where we already covered speech, mm-hmm. remember? So where speech directly was boasting, putting out her like, awesome I am. Now we're talking about indirect, whereas I'm simply using my speech to say, to tear other people down. So I'm not, because you, you, what you're trying to do is show, I'm no worse than them. I'm not inferior to mm. another. Did that example doesn't work. Yeah, I, I think it would honestly be more um, obstinate, obstinacy. Okay. That uh, you're just simply not willing to uh, accept the other's opinion, no matter if it's based on facts or not. Okay. Um, so contention is when you're just quarreling because you want to make yourself or you want to make sure that the other person is not viewed higher than you are. Okay. Right. We get a lot of that in politics. Politics. Yes. And then finally, so we did speech and we came back to it and we did deeds. Now we're coming back to it as regards deeds. This is disobedience whereby a man refuses to carry out the commands of his superiors. So before when we were doing deeds in in a direct way, a positive way, like, Hey, look what I can do. It was love of novelties. And now it's, eh, I'm not going to accept your command, your authority. I'm not going to, once again, all of these latter ones come come back to a refusal of the other person's ideas, words, right? Like, no, I'm, I refuse to accept your ideas. I refuse to accept your decision. I refuse to accept the things that you've said. I refuse to accept your your legitimate authority, right? There's just well, a rejection, a, a rejection of the other person. We see this a lot in, in just the Catholic world, right? Uh, authority is a big thing in the Catholic world. Don't mm-hmm. know if you guys know this. Authority is a big thing. It's a big thing. It's a big deal in the in the Catholic world. Um, and I just think that we're so quick to characterize or to like not give the other party the benefit of the doubt. Uh, to tribalize, to you know, to or to you know, uh, really think the worst about that person's opinion because they think something di- differently than you. Yeah. Uh, that we're we're like, well, even if even if that's what you say, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I think part of the problem is that our arguments aren't our own. Like, very few people are actually sitting sitting down and giving their own thought to the arguments and coming up with their own their own verbiage on those thoughts, okay? And instead, we use talking points, okay? Mm-hmm. For instance, let me give you an example. You're okay. talking to somebody mm-hmm. whom, whom you disagree with, but you're having a um, a civil and, and good disc, disc discussion. And then they use the word inclusive. Mm-hmm. They talk about wanting to be inclusive, okay? And right away, the word inclusive sets off alarm bells. It's it, like... Because we have the news cycle and we have talking points now that everybody gets familiarized, the words themselves have taken sides. Right. I mean, this is the problem with, you know, we think things in like grammar, logic. Right. So the, the words have become tribalized. Right. Because certain tribes have, it just like, well, they, you know, they, they've taken over grammar. So like, just like kids on the dodgeball field trying to, you know, like, hey, who's going to be on my team? It's like, all right, well, I want this kid, I want that. So the, the words, that word now belongs to the other team, to the other side. And so if it gets used, all of a sudden, it's, you know, it becomes more of a tribal discussion, like you were saying. And it's part of that is because we have this 24-hour news cycle uh, with, you know, constant media, constant media, constant media, which has its advantages, but it also has plenty of very obvious disadvantages. I think it's a net negative. I do too. And I'm coming from a communications department. Yeah, no, I absolutely do because um, the news has almost, and I'm, I want to use the word nothing, but I'm going to qualify it with a very heavy almost nothing to do with your holiness. Right. You'd be a holier have person in the, most cases without have it. Have you ever read or listened to the book uh, Amusing Yourself to Death? No, Neil I haven't. I haven't. It's it's phenomenal. If you're looking for an audible credit, like to burn sounds out, like sounds like a nice time though. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you are looking for an audible credit to burn, like you're looking for one. Okay. Uh, amusing yourself to death. I think I do have like eight audible credits. Uh, Neil Postman, a uh, really really great uh, book. 
anything actually Neil Postman almost everything that he has written has been pretty solid. He's, okay. He's, uh, well worth well worth checking out. Have we we haven't done an episode on that idea, have we? No, I've uh when I listened to it the first day cuz I I audio booked it, I didn't read it. Yeah. Um I was listening to it and I was like, "Man, this is so good. I really want to do an episode on this." Uh, and but I didn't take I wasn't taking notes at the time, you know, as I was listening to yeah, it. It's hard to do for, on an audiobook. And uh, it, it it's a great topic and it deserves, you know, to be able to like take time to write, you know, to 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 flesh it out. You know, a book that you had me read um, that I was really glad to see um, Exodus ninety do a book study on was um, Achady and Its Discontents by R. J. Snell. Yeah. Um, they just they just did a it's book study. It's Achadia or Acedia. It's either one. It's like it's tomato or tomato. No one says tomato. It's Acedia. Achadia is the more traditional pronunciation because it's a Latin word. Acedia. And if you were to say it in Latin, it would be Achadia. I heard it as Achadia first, and so in my mind, it's Achadia. It's hard for me to get on the Acedia. Tribe. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But yeah. anyway, it's a ver- that is also a very good book. It is. I was really book. glad you had me read that because uh, it's like one of those books that really makes you like stop and think about your your existence mm-hmm. and your life. Very profound. Good, good book. Just people. D- a, a little bit, a little bit on the heavy side. Yes. N- yeah. I mean, it is. It is. It's a heavy. It's a heavy read. Yeah. Um, because it, it's talking about it's metaphysical not, realities as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it's still, if you don't know philosophy, you can still read the book. Yeah. You know, there are some books, if you don't know philosophy, you just simply can't read. That's not one of them, but it's not a light read. Gary Goulagrange. Yeah, looking at you, the caribou. <laughs> anyway, those are the seven daughters okay, so, of uh, Vainglory. I'd like to end up, though, on a positive note. Like, let's, All right. uh, because sometimes when we do these, like... The daughters. Yeah, the daughters, it's like, man, okay, well, that was heavy, like... I mean, that girl is fat. You know, that was... Yeah. Um, I would like to end maybe a more on a positive note. Okay. Like, and talk about, like, so... I'll allow it. Yeah. So, uh, what is... Like, so what is... Like, how do you counter vainglory, right? So it has to be humility, Humility. Right? Humility would be yeah, I think, it. I think humility, humility, humility. Um, because, once again, the glory is not the problem. It's the vanity in the glory. And, va- and humility is the antidote to vanity. So glory is, is good. It's glorious. You, glory is nothing but glorious. I mean, blue was glorious. Yeah. So you can't say glory is anything other than glorious. That's old school reference. Yeah. I try, we try not to make those <laughs> kinds of references here on the show, <laughs> even though it ha- they do happen. Um, so it's not... The right. glory, that's the problem. And I think there's a tendency to blame the glory. You know, Yeah, I think that's a good point. I, that I mean, here we like, are, we're like an hour and a half in or whatever it is, but, but I think this is like a I, really good th- point. I think there's a tendency to blame the glory. There's like six people listening right now. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Hey, that's half the ma- number that Jesus the, needed. There's six, there's six people like, listening right now. I'm only talking to three of them. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Um... So it's not the glory that's the problem. Glory is good, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we should all be seeking glory um, in order to build the kingdom, not for our own sake, but for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of Christ's kingship in the world, okay? We being his subjects and members of his own body. However, it's the vanity. It's the emptiness. It's the disorder, if you want to call it. You, I think vain glory could also just be disordered glory, we could call it that. And there's that's essentially what we've been talking about. Here are the seven ways that glory can be disordered in your own life. You could either either because you're seeking it for a disordered object or in a disordered way. Inward or outward. Inward or outward, right. Internal or external. And so I think that uh oh. Let's see. Overcoming vainglory. The fight to overcome vainglory or to be full of pride over your own achievements is not an easy one. You can only win by secretly working on the virtues and frequently praying. 
a sign that you will have been successful is that you do not harbor resentment against anyone that has that have accused you in the past or presently accuses you. That is from, it uh, looks like what? It's like, that looks like. Some bald oh, dude. Maximus the Confessor. Ooh. I think uh, another. another this, hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, just so that way I don't lose, because I, I want to make sure that I use. That was good, Jim. Thank you for sharing that. But I think uh, a person that we can look to in this, in, in this aspect and uh, really model the way he, he handled this was uh, uh, Fulton Sheen, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Uh-huh. Here's a man who had a lot of cameras, a lot of eyes. Like he was a lot like, of glory. A lot of glory. Yeah. Right? Uh, he was like the number one. Uh, uh, even worldly glory. I mean, he, right. had, he had fame. Right. Not even just glory. He had fame, which is different. But he made sure that for, like, I think he said, like, every hour that he was, he gave a speech, he spent two hours in prayer, which I think, I don't know how mathematically that could possibly work out uh, if he did not sleep. Well, when you're single... Yeah, dude. I like sometimes I think about that. Like, if I if I didn't have like a wife, no, or no family, wife, no kids, like I would take over the world. Yeah, I right. like, I I literally think I would take over the world. Like, and this is totally vainglory. And um, every, everyone would be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many things I would do. Well, you have the hair for it. I mean, honestly. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, but, but I might not have very good judgment. <laughs> But I think I think Archbishop Fulton Sheen is a perfect example and model for us to 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 look after. Here's a guy who uh, wrote books and had was on uh, TV shows and radio shows and like just everybody knew who he was during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was. It's very clear he was not doing it for himself. Oh, yeah, right. He was doing it for the greater glory of God and as to a, build was, the kingdom. He was doing it as a shepherd, right? You know, um, for out of charity i mean he he was just really a shepherd and he was just uh yeah so i think that he'd be a purpose model shepherdy yeah what do you think about that no i think i think that's a great a great example um i was gonna say something too but i don't remember it and it not that big of a deal dude do you like uh he's saying he's saying cut it but i'm gonna i don't listen to jim (laughs) (laughs) uh there's, man, I was going to give a, have you give a hot take, and I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I'm happy to do it. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's what's made this show, is <laughs> your hot takes. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Man, that's a bummer. But yeah, so I think, like, so, hum- okay, so humility. Humility. Uh, and, and by doing that, yeah. achieving that, you have to have the prayer, you have to have a prayer life. And, and really, back. and really, like, I'm the, I'm the person you should ask that question. Right. Because of my humility. It's known worldwide. Okay, let's I did, cut. It. I like, didn't there, say there it. was something that I really wanted to talk about, but it was actually not on subject. So maybe I'll figure it out later. Did it have anything to do with a baked bean cleanse? <laughs> no. 